0: Welcome, team, to episode 36 of the Keep Going podcast. This is your co-host, Luke Wheat, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm here with Pat O'Malley. What's going on, Pat? I'm putting Luke right on the spot,
1: right off the bat. Give me a professional player that wore number 36 because I do not have one. Professional
0: player that wore number 36. 36. Nothing's coming to mind. I'm out on this. Uh.
1: <laughs> it's all good, because I couldn't think of one. I think my, dirt, my dark horse was was chilling, but I don't know if he wore 36. So we're going to pass that one. But in all seriousness, I'm out here in Roscoe, Illinois, having a great time. Luke's got the bright shirt on. What's going on with you, bro?
0: Got my rugby shirt for the Australia trip earlier this summer. Uh, Brisbane Broncos. I guess that's my team, because <laughs> it's a dope shirt. <laughs> Love it, man. <laughs> I'm telling you this.
1: If that's not a shameless plug for the YouTube, I don't know what
0: is. Absolutely. Get on there. Get looking uh, and subscribe on that YouTube, man. It's pretty cool to see it in person. I like, I like the visual podcast, and it's been a good switch up for us.
1: No, I agree. And if you want to see Luke's awesome hair, awesome shirt, that's a shameless plug there. But Luke. Face you know, made for
0: radio, baby.
1: I'm about to say, <laughs> Face made for radio. I'm <laughs> on here today. Got a shout out
0: last week. McKenna Davidson brought the juice, my man. Absolutely. Super good connect there. And and you can tell why her and Adam are together, right? Like two amazing people. What a power couple there. um, Dedicated to their mental and dedicated to just being a positive force for their communities. Um, I loved her inspiration for being an athletic trainer, right? Athletic trainers helped her. Somebody was committed to getting her um, more healthy, getting her more active, getting her feeling better. And she said, you know, I'm always going to listen to the student-athlete. And that that's just a powerful thing in today's world. So we're super proud of her and, and super grateful for her time last week. Yeah, I couldn't
1: agree more. And I think a reminder for our listeners and for our audience as a whole, if you're in a position where you can be somebody's role model, in a position of power where you can make an impact, don't take that for granted. Because talking to two coaches right now, I think early on in my 20s, I kind of took that for granted. But you look back in these conversations, you go, wow, there's a lot of impact to be made by someone that's looking up to you. So if you're in a position like a lot of us are being athletes, that people look up to you, answer the call, answer the bell and be an influence for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, don't take those little interactions for granted, man. All the kids that I coach in high school, they come back and they're just like, we love the vibe that was there daily at practice. Right. So just being a positive influence is just a massive thing for the young athletes out there. Nope. I agree, man. And I want to shout
1: out our socials a couple of times here because I know we've been posting daily content now. So at the KG podcast on Insta, we got Twitter, the blog, and the website going. But as a reminder, Luke, we are not specialists.
0: No, we're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. We're just a couple of ex-athletes trying to end the stigma around mental health, man. One person at a time.
1: Oh man. I can't think of a better person than Jason Wilhite to kind of go through this. So Jason, Pop
2: that camera on. We want to get rolling, well, my man. Jason, my man. Up, how we doing? Uh, Dude, uh, living I, a dream. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, perfect weather out here. Uh, yeah. Got my coffee. Got my water. So, where are you coming out of rolling. right
0: now? Where you yeah, at where you-
2: yeah. Coming from the city, from West Loop, uh, right outside our Patagonia Fulton market store where I work now um so yeah I got a 10 30 shift got here early uh got the water and the coffee and uh yeah excited to have this conversation and then jump right into it uh right after we get off so
1: yeah Luke you're realizing right away why I wanted to have Jason on um the guy's grinding a Sunday shift and he's meeting (laughs) up with (laughs) us beforehand which I love but We'll we'll go into a lot of layers of Jason Wilhite here shortly. But Luke, tell me one thing you did for your mental health. Then we'll swing it over to Jason. I'll wrap up with me.
0: 100%. um, So I was lucky enough to meet my newest nephew uh, this week. So kind of getting connected with family. Uh, My brother is a pastor in the Methodist Church and the Methodist Conference up in Kentucky. um, And him and his family felt um, that they were called by, uh, by how our power to adopt. And they had two kids already, and then they adopted a, a child from India, Jashwan, um, this summer. Man, what a blessing to our family, and, and what a blessing this week to be able to meet him and, and kind of just pour some love into him and that family this week. Man, love that.
1: Jason, what do you got, man?
2: Super cool. It's awesome, Luke. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think for me, I was, I was thinking about this this morning while I was uh, driving in, and um, – I moved this week. I moved this week oh. uh, last weekend. Last weekend, uh, I finished a, a cruise with my fiance's family, so it was kind of like a back to work, back to the routine, and like shuffling a lot of different cards with with moving this week. But uh, I think like trying to be proactive with like planning ahead, trying to make sure everything was taken care of, um, was really helpful for me. But also being reactive, like some of the days after packing and like long day of work. I was just tired, Um, like phone calls to my brothers, just like taking time to rest and like turn the TV on, like not trying to do too much. Um, So I think both a good mix of like staying on top of everything, but then just being in touch with where I was at and not trying to do too much.
0: I think that's great, man. I think scheduling is important. I think having a routine is important, but you know, whenever that goes awry, Don't let it kill your whole day. So, I love being able to react and adapt to the situation at hand for sure. I think it's very inspiring too for our listeners
1: that when all hits the fan, right, you have a day at work that you get in early, you leave late. You have a situation where you're moving. And goodness, I just moved myself. I moved in with my girlfriend (laughs) a couple months back, and it's a lot, right? Call it what it is, it's a lot. And then for you to still make your family connections, And still get your self care time in. Man, it's a long day,
0: but you're checking off a lot of boxes, man. And I support that. 100%. And Pat, right here, man, Pat's checking a box right now. Pat, what'd you do this week for your mental health? (laughs) Oh, man. Right now, it's not the biking for an hour. I
1: promise you. That's not what I did this (laughs) week. But actually, believe it or not, for me this week, it was more of doing things out of my comfort zone um so that's kind of a new one not in the sense of trying new things but doing things that are way out there i'm gonna walk you through friday night went to go see the barbie movie if you haven't seen the barbie movie yet i I got dragged into that one (laughs) enjoyed it (laughs) friday saturday circled back around went to legoland had to get some legos did that saturday and then today I'm jumping on back-to-back podcasts with you guys. So might not be the normal stuff sometimes, but it's stuff that just, hey, try different things. Get out there see what fills your cup. That would be my message there.
0: Definitely. Definitely, man. I love that. And I think that's just a—it's a powerful thing. You know, going to see the Barbie movie may not be what you expect from us, but we're going to try it anyway. (laughs) Oh, you know it, bro. Hey, if you would have asked me a year ago if we'd ever run a charity 5K, I would have
1: told you we'd never do that either. So it all goes hand in hand, right? So awesome, awesome. Well, appreciate it. And like I said, Jason, I appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday. I'm going to be conscious of it. But something I ask every week to our guests is, why are you here and why were you such a great fit for coming on to Keep Going Podcasts?
2: For sure. Um, well, first of all, really appreciate you guys having me on. And again, I know I told you guys before, but uh, really grateful to you guys for like creating this space and, and talking to a lot of athletes about this subject. Um, I think for me uh, and, and Luke, it's great to like officially meet you. I know we've been trading texts, but uh, Pat sure, and I man. go back to our high school days, playing, playing together, being athletes on the field. And like the three of us all haven't worked with young people. We're all pretty young still. Right, I'm 26, um, but having been an athlete, having gone through school, and then also having gone to the other side of, uh, for the, for three years after I graduated college, I worked with high school students um, in a social emotional capacity, accompanying students uh, at St. Vider High School, and, and also coached baseball. And it was crazy to, to see during that period of time how uh, like the needs of students had evolved significantly from the time that we were students even though that was just a few years and that the pandemic and, and social media and all these different forces kind of had really uh, put an impact on students and, and left students in many ways uh, vulnerable I think and and so um, doing that work uh, both as an athlete to try to take care of myself um, transitioning from being an athlete which which we could talk about like being on the other side of Yeah. Being a competitive baseball player and and trying to like continue to like scratch that itch now. Um, But uh, especially like the the stat and the thing that I would always talk about with students and coworkers when I worked with students directly was December 2021, um, the U.S. Surgeon General designated student mental health as an epidemic. And that was something that we saw firsthand with some of the students that we worked with and some of the it's not always like a crisis for students. Sometimes there's students who are in crisis or young people who are in crisis, right? But there's also a lot of students out there who are like humming along, still like hanging in there, but they're struggling, right? And so I think, um, yeah, like that's why I'm here. It's something that I'm passionate about. My, uh, my work with young people has evolved. I still do a lot of work with young people, um, but less in a day-to-day sense, more so in kind of like a grassroots, like uh like activism sense I'm, I'm involved with a lot of like environmental work with with young people uh my current role but um uh, also i'm I'm right down the street from a train so let me know if I gotta run anything back if if anything no, gets found up by that but all clear but yeah so that's why I'm that's why I'm here. Uh it's something I'm I'm passionate about and and I'll say too like as an athlete um having lost a former teammate and a former coach of mine to suicide um you know, it's it's a personal topic, and and I know it's it's something that's affected our community, like for the teams and programs that I've come up in. But uh, I know it's not just our program. I know I know there's been a lot of communities that have been affected not only by suicide but by um, by like challenges to mental health in general. So no, so I'll stop yeah. there. But definitely why I'm here.
1: I, I appreciate that, man, and I, I appreciate how detailed that was. I I, I do because. There's so much good there, right? You've had the opportunity to do more in this field than we have, right? So we like bringing on guys and girls, guests that can educate our families that are listening every week. So I guess my big question off the bat for you is being in the trenches, being in the field, especially during COVID, especially with high school kids, what did you feel like helped? You know, What did you do with your guys and girls that you felt made a big impact on?
2: Yeah, I think um I think a lot of it goes to effort, you know, like really putting in the effort um and and it helps like being a young person, right? Like working with students and like having recently been in their shoes, I think that went a long way. Um but a few things I think um I think really really making an effort to like build relationships and one of the one of the tools that I used was uh, when I was in college, there's a, a entrepreneur who's a donut shop owner who I have a lot of love and respect for. Shout out to oh, Jason up. Bachman. Shout out to Jason okay. Bachman from, from Strange Donuts. Um, yeah. But um, one of his big techniques for like connecting with people and learning about them was asking three questions. So a good example is like, like asking like, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" Um, well, you know, I got out and I went to, you know, meet up with my former roommate and, and his uh, girlfriend for dinner. Like, oh, how do you know them? Oh, I know them from St. Louis University. We went to college together. Like, oh, like, were you in the same class? Like, how did you guys meet each other? Oh, we were actually, we met each other through this program that was like a service and justice program that, you know, we lived in the same dorm and, and we uh, took a lot of the same classes together. Like, oh, that's super cool, man. You know, so I think, that's just one example, but um, asking three questions allows you to peel back a few layers to really understand how did you engage that person in your community? How did you come into contact with them? And that teaches you a lot, not only about like the relationships you have, the hobbies that you do, but like, why do you do them, right? Like, and so I think learning those deeper parts about students really allowed me to be able to connect with them and then maintain those relationships over time, right? Like when i when i would see something that a person was passionate about or something that sparked them i could follow up on it hey how's that going and then over time you start to get a sense of like is this person's energy off is the way they're talking about this this activity off and then is there a way that i can like pull them aside one-on-one and being like hey just your energy and and how you're talking about this activity or this person or this relationship, like seems to be a bit off. Like, how are things going? Like, is, is something going on, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and I think that was a really big strategy for me to just like connect with students, keep up with students and, and measure seems kind of like a, uh, poopoo word to use uh because it doesn't seem super genuine but it was a way to kind of track like how are my students actually doing you know yeah um so that was something that was was really big for me and and i think too like the other thing i'll say is um a good friend of mine from slu also uh where i went to school shout out Billikins, shout out oh, shout dude, out University! Um, yeah no free shout outs on this show no right? free
0: shout outs but free um, shout out <laughs> but
2: um uh, But um, one of my friends who is pursuing her PhD in psychology and does a lot of work with young people around like counseling and mental health is a lot smarter than I am, right? So I was able to ask her some questions about like, hey, I'm working with students. What can I do? What can I be aware of? And she was saying that one of the best things is for every young person to feel like they have a connection with one adult outside of their family, right? And so recognizing that like maybe i'm that adult in many cases i'm not that adult right and so if i notice that a student's energy is off like how can i tap another adult who i know has that connection with that student to be like hey i saw that this student's energy was off they seemed like they were kind of struggling with something you know yeah. maybe i'm not the person that they want to talk to but um you might want to go check in with them or make an effort to, you know, to see how they're doing so that you could maybe be the person that would uh, would like reach into their like, you know, their zone where they're feeling safe to share and, and they know that they could confide in you. So so I think those were the two biggest things that I would try to practice week to week and just make an effort to uh, to stay on top of doing everything I could to, to support students.
0: Absolutely. It it takes there. a village, man. Oh, yes, i there. It takes a village, man. It takes a village. And I think we're in a unique position as, you know, younger people that are working with young people, right? We're in our late 20s. Um, So Mm -hmm. high schoolers and especially that age are are pretty influenced by people at our age, the 26 to 27. um, They can can kind of vibe a little bit more with us, right? Um, And asking three questions is such a great tip, right? If you don't know where to start, start there. Um, But Building those relationships every day is going to make an a crazy impact on a kid's life. They're going to feel more comfortable coming to you and asking for help if you build that relationship with them. Um, man, what a what a powerful thing to do. Um, I see I see that every day with our high school kids. Right after about the first two weeks of class, um, we have a super great relationship because I've got smaller classroom sizes right now, fifteen to twenty. Um, nice. It's an amazing thing. After two weeks of class, you know, we're 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 bros. You know, we're I'm teaching them Spanish and I'm in that position of power, but I, I try not to act like that. I try to act like we're friends and we're all here to learn together. Um and build that growth mindset. And so after about two or three weeks, you know, they're they're saying it's like, Hey man, I've been having this situation with my friend, like I don't really know what's going on and I can kind of advise them in that direction or um, and maybe it's something with their family and I may not know what to tell them, but I know the resources to point them to, to get them in the right direction. And it takes a village for sure. Yeah. I get I so, I get have a podcast episode about what you just said there. Like I, in our 30
1: plus yeah. episodes, this is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. And the reason I love it so much is it's simple, but it's not easy. It's putting your ego aside it's understanding that we're about connections and love is the strongest thing that we do and making sure that they know hey, if I can't help you, I'm gonna get you in touch with someone that can. That's love right there. And that's putting your ego aside and caring about the person across from you. Yeah. I couldn't love that more. And that's something that I hope our listeners realize. Run that last couple minutes back and realize how Absolutely. important it is to invest in your relationships. Now it's all making sense, Jason. So now. You're working a job. You're about to start your shift here on a Sunday in a little bit here. How are you bringing, one, how are you bringing that method into your job now? And two, tell the people about what you're doing now and how you're making an impact there because you went from a huge impact position. I can only imagine what you're doing now. For sure.
2: Yeah. So so really quick, and and that's a good question. Um, one more thing that I do want to hit on really quick that I thought of while, while Luke was talking. Yeah, was, go ahead. Uh, was something that also I found to be really powerful is oftentimes when working with young people when working with teammates or you know with student athletes whatever the case may be it can feel powerless to try to accompany or assist someone who's going through something right and and in 99% of cases like we can never necessarily fix what someone else is going through, you know, like you wish that you could do something more to try to like take the clouds hanging over somebody away or or like, you know, change the circumstances to make sure that, that um, you know, they can get better or, you know, their cir- circumstances get, can get better. But sometimes for me, if, if I found myself in one of those powerless situations where like, I really feel like there's not much that I can do to change things um it, it felt like, or my experience was the best three words that I could use responding to someone who had shared something who who was vulnerable was was it sounds like um and I'll give an example like and and the strategy there is like you're you're just active listening, kind of honoring and giving space to what they shared or what they experienced. But like, for example, Luke. It sounds like for you, those, those first two weeks of the school year are some of the most critical in terms of building those relationships and getting off on the right foot with your students so that as the year progresses, those relationships can really deepen, your students can feel safe talking with you and, and really kind of like not only being casual and hanging out, but also come to you if there is really something going on with them. And so that's just one example. I flipped that. But sometimes all, all someone needs is, is to be seen, right? and they don't necessarily need someone to fix them, their circumstances but but to see them in their circumstances right and to be in their circumstances with them and so i think that's really critical and um it's something that again it, it doesn't oftentimes it can feel powerless and that's that's a hard thing accompanying someone who's going through something but but active listening and and just starting with it sounds like and and recognizing that you see them can can make a huge impact These Um, tips, man. These are,
0: I mean, I'm writing all these down, man. I'm writing writing all these down. That's a classroom (laughs) skill, too. I can use that in the classroom 100%. Right. Right.
2: Totally.
1: Listening and love go hand-hand. And I think we all can become victim at times to sending a force trigger response because you're not listening to what the other person is saying. You're just waiting Mm -hmm. to respond. I think that active listening piece and loving listening, oh, man, I, I'm beaming right now. And I'm sweating, but I'm <laughs> beaming, feeling great. Like,
2: <laughs> Jay, yeah, we're not. We're not Go ahead. We're not sure if that's the smile or if that's the sweat beating up after. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hour plus on the bike. Yeah, our guy is out here. I'm sure to ear Listen. right <laughs> now. Man, I'm loving this. Okay,
1: so roll with the last question, what you're sure. doing now our listeners what you're doing
2: now and how you're making an impact now more importantly totally so um yeah so going back um again so my story is kind of kind of back and forth and i'll share a little bit about my background just to kind of help um i think it's really important for any young people listening to this podcast and you guys have talked about it before that it's okay to change directions. Uh, one of my best friends, his family has a mantra, like you have permission to change. And I think that's really important, um, for any person to, to continue to like, know it's good to like change directions in the direction of where you feel called. And, um, for me, I I studied business at SLU. I was, I was a business major. I've always been passionate about social impacts, always been passionate about community and young people. And Even though I was a business major, I wanted to start my career working with high school students. Again, I did that for three years, loved it. Um, And while working with high school students, the, the number one and two things that I heard about the most were concerns about student mental health from students, recognizing that like, not just with one individual, but like across like the population, there were problems that they wanted to see addressed. And two, a lot of students were really passionate about climate and like environmental problems. And so a lot of my work centered on those two things with students when when I was working at the school. But over time, having been in the role of like planning some programming to get students out and learn about different things that were going on with the environment, eventually that was something that kind of pushed me to become more passionate about that issue. And and to kind of take more seriously, like my my role and <clears throat> trying to affect change around that. Um, and so, I left the school it was a really difficult decision. I decided to leave to pursue work, kind of on the front lines, so to speak, um, where I could kind of be more involved. And it was hard, and and we could talk about that too. It was a really difficult journey. Um, and the the background of it as well was uh, in in January of that last year when I was working with students, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. And so that period of time kind of allowed me to spend more time with her, you know, kind of be like really present to the needs of my family, but um, but also uh, to kind of like continue to try to progress. And so I eventually landed a job at Patagonia. Uh, for anyone who's familiar, Patagonia's mission is we're in business to save our home planet. So um, you know, on a local level here in Chicago, we do a lot of work to try to address like local community needs, local environmental campaigns, grassroots nonprofits who are doing the work. Um, and so I worked as a customer experience guide for a few months in the store. And then, uh, recently I started a position as the activism team lead. So my role kind of involves a lot of interface with local nonprofits um, I help support our here our uh, Patagonia-Fulton market team um, just with our like, day-to-day operations and whatnot. But uh, a lot of my work also centers on uh, young people and continuing to try to support young people who are passionate about environmental issues. And a good example is um, for the last two years, I've been involved with organizing a youth climate summit. So we've had students from around the Chicago area Uh, come for this like day-long conference kind of looking at like what problems are going on and how can students take concrete steps to try to address them and additionally one of my former students and uh, this one means a lot uh, and Luke I know you haven't worked with with high school students uh, you can resonate but um, I just worked with one of my former students who's going to be a freshman uh, this coming fall but Uh, she reached out and wanted to apply to lead a breakout session at this national like high school and college uh, Jesuit conference and so her and I put in a joint application to like collaborate on this breakout session about environmental issues and so it's really cool like one of the things that I really want to continue to do is like obviously my work has evolved and the community I'm directly working with has evolved, but uh, I'm really focused on continuing to collaborate with former students and, and young people in general to try to address some of the problems that are going on. So, so in many ways, the work I'm doing is built off of the the work that I did with students. And like, had I not done that work with students and had I not engaged in those conversations and learned a lot from my students, I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing today. So. You know, I owe a lot of uh, the clarity and, and direction and purpose that I feel right now to a lot of the students who helped me get to where I'm at. Um, so yeah, it's there, but that's where I'm at.
0: those Things where you pour into the students, but they pour just as much back into you. Right. Totally. And and I think I've been teaching. This will be my third or fourth year. Um, and my first year I was seniors and seniors. So they're about to graduate college and right. Reaching back out and saying, man about to do this super cool thing, or I'm about to start this business, or I'm going to go work here. And, and like you said, that that girl reaching out, I'm about to lead a, a summit, right? Like, that's unbelievable. And she's making a profound impact. And and that just fires me up, right? To work even harder. So so they pour just as much into you as, as you do into them. So, agreed. agreed. And what comes to
1: mind right away when I listen, because Jace, I obviously have known you, man, like for a, a long time now it just screams servant leadership. It does. And not only from a give back standpoint, but also having now the financial freedom to not only fill your cup, but fill up a bunch more. So I I think one, that's super powerful.
2: And two, you're truly right where you should be. Do you believe that? It's, um, you know, it's interesting. Like, like a year ago, right? Like last Last July when I was applying to jobs and when I was in like the kind of the grind mode of like trying to figure things out. If you would have told me that I'd be here a year later, like that would have been kind of my my dream job, right? But um but it's interesting, there's a dynamic, and I've heard other people talk about it too, where like sometimes when you like accomplish a goal or you get to a place you've been working towards, you feel like it's gonna be this like amazing sensational feeling and and you arrive And it it doesn't necessarily feel always like you thought it would feel right. And there's still, there's like a mindset there that you can like, I was focused on gratitude. I was focused on like making the most of the opportunities I'm given. But I think honestly, there is a dynamic sometimes where like it doesn't always feel like you expect it and and that can kind of trip you up or throw you off. Um, But, uh, but I am truly, really grateful to be here. And, And I also think, that's a symptom of the goalpost moving to a degree as well. Like when you accomplish one goal, you know the goalpost can move downfield, and and you you just try to and and that's why I love the name of your podcast. And and I've I know I've been hyping you guys up from the start. Uh, Pat's been catching me as in his DMs from episode one, being like, "Man, I'm so excited!" But um, the keep going mantra, you know, um, I feel like is is something that really resonates with me. So.
1: Yeah, Luke, I think our listeners are going to get super sick of uh, me saying this one, but like, it's the (laughs) mountain, it's the mountain. It's why the mountains is in our logo. It's because everyone always thinks when they get to the top of the mountain, that they're going to look around and it's going to be perfect from then on out. Then you look across and there's another mountain. There's another thing that we got to climb. There's another challenge to face mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever it may be. So I love the key. Going mantra dub because the name of our pod. <laughs> but the way you just described that, where this was your perfect job, like if you were to script it like a movie, it would be here, and it still has ups and downs. It still has triumphs and trials and all the stuff that go into it. I man. I, I gotta stop staying on this episode, but run that back too. I love how you described that.
0: Luke, go ahead. You gotta run it back. You gotta run you gotta it back, run back, back because there's a lot of good stuff <laughs> here. And uh, there was three or four things I want to touch on. And we may have to have you back on just to talk about them. I'm loving this. I am absolutely loving this,
1: but I, I have to be conscious of your time. Cause I know you have other things to do today. Tell me your keep going moment. And if we went over it already, it's okay. I know it's a lot of good content, but, tell me it, tell our listeners.
2: Yeah, I think, um, so I've been thinking about this ever since the beginning when you guys asked this question and I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can pinpoint one moment. And, um, uh, the truth is there's a lot of moments, you know, there's a lot of moments and a lot of people in relationships and activities and things that, that kind of, um, have allowed me to keep going have allowed me to keep pushing. Um, I think one that really stands out um, is, and and I I know this is an athlete's podcast. I know this is like, you know, focus on uh, like sports and and like that world. But for me, um, you know, this last year was really focused on this transition from from working with students for like full time to, to trying to like affect more impact and change uh, on environmental issues. And and again, that transition was hard, but something that sticks out to me is um, when I, when I first began at Patagonia, like when I first found out that I got the job in the fall, um, I was actually visiting my mom in the hospital and I was there with her. And uh, for anyone who's had a loved one, who's like gone through health conditions like that, you know, that it can be a really up and down, back and forth journey and and keeping up with a lot of the details and a lot of the, you know, what was the latest doctor visit? And, you know, what were the details that were going on? What can I become most aware of now? It's kind of hard to keep up with, right? There's a lot of changes and, and things that occur, but I was visiting my mom in the hospital and I was trying to catch up from her. I'm like, hey, what's the latest, what's going on? And, and she was like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, this is that period tell me about what's going on with you. And, and she was really focused on like, you know, tell me about this new job. Tell me about what's what's going on um, at Patagonia. And, and I can't wait to hear all about it. And um, she was reasonably weak at the time, uh, but we were able to do two laps around her hospital floor that she was on. And she was just eating up like everything I was telling her about uh, this new position and what I was going to be doing. And, and so that's something that like, Really, really was a powerful moment for me this last year, and and anyone who's gone through a, a big transition knows it can be really hard, and there's a lot of ups and downs. But um, for my mom to kind of like be so focused on me with where I'm going and kind of celebrating this milestone that that I've been working toward, and um, sometimes one of the most powerful things is is someone who just really believes in you, you know, believes yeah. in you in in the high points and in and in the low points. And so for her to like express that support and love at a time where she was really going through it was, was one of my most powerful moments and uh, something that sent me back out and like put a lot of purpose back into me going through the rest of the year. Um, It's one of those moments you come back to, you know, when things are hard and, and uh, you know, you have your ups and downs, but I just think back to her being in my corner and, and like, you know, those unapologetic supporters, you know, sometimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Sometimes like those are the people that can have the biggest impact, especially when, when, uh, like I said, you're going through a transition and it can be hard. So, so that's my keep going moment is, is thinking back to that time with her. And, um, I'll always remember that moment for sure.
1: You're, um, it's getting dusty in here now. Um, you're your mom's son, you know, at the end of the day. And I think what hit home with me there was just needing someone to believe in you. Sometimes it's just that simple. Um, I think that that was, um, I'm at to loss for words. Luke.
0: Yeah, I, I can kind of sympathize with you there, man. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with, uh, very early stage of prostate cancer, you know he's good um very thankful for the stage he's at, and how much he doesn't have to do you know i it's a tough thing to talk about um, totally. he still cares about what I'm doing. He still tells me he's super proud of me he's dude, it's crazy like and I think it helps them get through it you know, you being there for them and, and being something they can focus on helps them get through. So you're doing just as much for your mom um, as she's doing for you, you know, and totally. that's, that's a really powerful thing. I'm kind of tearing up right now, but totally, uh,
2: it's
0: it's amazing. Yeah, no. totally.
2: Uh,
0: hey, yeah. and you know this already, Jace. I know there's
1: a lot of people in your circle, man. J- just know that, like, we got you no matter what. I know everything that's been going on, man, and uh, I, I know she's proud of you, bro.
2: Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, no, I appreciate that and, and much love. And and Luke, send a lot of love away and, and, you know, to your family with everything that's going on with your dad. And, and Pat, um, I've always, I've always from a third party, really uh, just been amazed by the relationship that you guys have with your mom. I know she's been a, a huge figure in your life and someone who has been a major supporter to you guys. And so, um, yeah, just like, Family's so important, you know, and uh, those moments are important. Like no one can ever take them away from you, and um, so I there. Yeah, appreciate you guys. There's,
1: there's, I love you, brother. There's so many great nuggets here. I, I'm absolutely loving every statement i said it from the jump here. But I do want to be conscious of Jason's time. Like Luke said, we might have to have you back in the future. I think that'd be amazing. I know. Lots of but in the meantime there's more impact to be made here you know we say it every week we love what we do me and luke are great but like it's all about the guests tell 100%. our guests or tell our listeners as a guest where they can find you on socials and how they get in touch there
2: totally um socials uh my instagram is jay underscore w i l2 uh feel free to reach out and uh this is an important topic and it's something that um you know i always want to be supportive as best i can uh for folks so um so like please reach out anyone who wants to talk and and uh the last thing i'll say really quick i want to be mindful of your guys time too oh brother um, you get
1: your flowers now this is the last question it's Talk to our audience about something that you haven't talked about yet. This is your flowers moment. This is your FaceTime. Crush it.
2: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I just want to say really quick, and I I think this isn't something that gets talked about a lot. And, and Luke and Pat, um, you know, you've, you've gone through this in your own way, but uh, being a competitive athlete and transitioning to a, a life after being a competitive athlete is really hard. And I think, for a lot of people, you kind of lose that routine and you lose that community and that like accountability structure to stand on top of your workouts and staying healthy. And um, you go from having an accountability structure around you to like, and, you know, working out to compete, working out to try to, to try to win, you know, to like exercising to be healthy. And, and there's, there's a big like mental transition that takes place in that timeline. And you guys have talked about it in the past, podcasts about like how trying new things and trying like yoga or you know different exercises that maybe weren't a part of your like athlete timeline how that's so important uh to keeping going with your health and and you know not only being physically healthy but how exercise can benefit your mental health as well um so i just want to recommend to anyone that uh if if you are curious about climbing as a sport, I, I definitely recommend getting involved. Yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, for me, it was interesting being kind of lost for a few years after I finished playing baseball. Uh, I played a lot of competitive, like five-on-five basketball at SLU. There's a there's a group that always ran like four to six any day you show up at the gym. Um, so if anyone has a good uh, vibes, like, environment where I can jump into Chicago, please – slide in my dms and let me know where i can play some <laughs> basketball but um,
1: i wish i could help you there it's not gonna be me It's all right
2: it's all right it's all right but um but climbing i think is a sport that's really individual that is like really unique and interesting and that i've developed a passion for after after baseball and so um but also wanting to name that that's a hard transition so if there's other athletes who are going through it or even for athletes who are still in your sport and and you know that time is impending, um, know that there's other people out there who've gone through it and that community can be a really good resource for like getting you into a new sport and trying something out to keep you going. So, um, so just want to name that dynamic and and say that, um, you know, if you haven't tried it, climbing could potentially be that sport that, you know that you latch onto after your, you know former sport has run its course.
0: Yeah, climbing stove is something that I get into with my buddies sometimes. So it's fun. No, love that. Jason, man, I I've been
1: super impacted. Um, I know Lucas, I know our listeners will as well. And uh, man, I I'm happy for you, man. It's it's nice to see you going through everything that you've gone through as an athlete, as a coach, as now as a role model, a servant leader, and an activist man. It's awesome to have you on here and share your story, bro. And I, I couldn't be more appreciated. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, above
2: all else, keep going, my brother.
0: Yes, sir. Keep going. Appreciate you guys. Like
2: I said, really grateful for this space. And, and you guys as well. Keep going. And I love these episodes, man. I, I love listening to, uh, to all the folks that you bring in. And uh, shout out Casey Hintz. I, I listened to the episode. Yeah, he interact, but, uh yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome to to hear Casey as a as a former student that I've worked with. So, um, so yeah, keep going, guys, and and uh, you know this pod is really important. No, love you, brother. Hopefully, see you
1: in the soon and uh, work hard today, but don't work too hard, all right?
2: Yeah, much love, guys, and uh, good what? luck with the school year incoming, Luke.
0: Sir,
2: appreciate you.
0: We're ready appreciate for it. We're taking right. it on.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> appreciate
0: it, right, Take care, brother. Take soon. care. See you.
2: Talk soon.
1: Luke, I'm going to tell you right now,
0: whew, yeah, dude. come on!
1: That, that was absolutely, that was absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely. I, anytime you're about to tear up on an episode, you know, you're going to make an impact. You know that people are going to listen to that and be fired up and just know that, you know, it's going to get them through their struggles for the week for sure.
1: Oh man, to be candid with everybody. At one point I was tearing up, sweating, they got a pee. So there's a lot going on here.
0: One, two, that's the trifecta right there. That's it, Luke. I know you <laughs> just man
1: as well. I'm going to have you crush this admin, dog. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: 100%. I got you. Um, shout out to Community Company. Um, there's somebody that we wanted to partner with because of the positive impact that they make on their community. Um, Matt just uploaded a video of them doing a community event out in um, Tennessee, and, and man, what a space that they provide for people to pour into one another. Um, it's a skateboarding kind of space whenever they do community events, and and man, shout them out because, and go check them out because they, they deserve your support.
1: Yeah, I think Matt Roberts is the staple of why we do what we do, right? His whole crew, it's just the impact, and that goes for all of our sponsors, Power Pipe Homegrown Design, it's just incredible to give back with all the people that we associate with and that's why we keep going we're only as strong as our group we're only as strong as our army so love it and a little
0: look forward to august matt roberts is going to be coming on the podcast so that's exciting man hey it's all exciting stuff season two
1: gotta shout out the engagement post we threw up on friday y'all responded like I didn't know there were so many great people that were just floating around our circle that we didn't know, but that's the power of something like that. But Luke, with that in mind, let's switch it over to the social, to the social media shout out of the week.
0: Yeah. So our social media shout out is personal corner. Um, And it was an article about pushing through the pain. This is kind of an interesting topic in the mental health space. And we just got off another uh, guest appearance with the, uh, the athletic school, um, talking about athletes soft nowadays, you know, that's kind of a, a stigma that athletes get now. It's like, oh, it's different than it was in the back. Uh, sorry, in the past. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things that people go through. Um, they may not have addressed. So there's kind of five different steps to pushing through the pain. Right. Um, And it can be a positive thing. So first, you got to acknowledge that you're going through something. Acknowledge that you're struggling. Acknowledge that you need help. The second thing is ask ask for help. And that can definitely be like the hardest part of this. Asking and being vulnerable and being candid is going to be the hardest part, Um, but you can do it. After you acknowledge that you're going through something, asking for the help is going to get you on the right side. The third step is kind of finding a passion or a hobby, right? Kind of like uh, Jace was talking about with climbing, moving from a competitive sport into a world of business, into teaching, you know, there may not be as much motivation to get um active. Find that passion and find that hobby. Experiment with it. Me and Pat talk about that all the time. Four, ask questions. So ask your friends how they're doing. Um, get a therapist, talk to them weekly, you know, talk to them bi weekly. It it really helped me in the past, um, and was a super beneficial thing. And and five, just know that you're human, right? Just be human. You know you're gonna make mistakes, accept it. Um, Try not to make the same ones over and over again, but if you do, just try and be better the next time. That's all you can do, man.
1: Luke, you, I, I couldn't have said it better. Man, that's a fantastic, not only breakdown of that, but an understanding that we're not alone in this, and we say it in a lot of our episodes, like, talk to your people, get in the mix with people that care about you, and if you need help getting pointed in the right direction, you got two guys that. Can definitely get you in the right hands. That's for sure. So shout out Bryce Carlson um, as well for mental mental quarter stuff and and everything that we just touched on. Unreal, unreal stuff there. I want to switch over to the charity shout out of the week. Got to shout out my girl, Sammy Hot Wheels out at Cabrini. Sammy, if you haven't heard about Sammy already, it is sweeping the nation. She's out there raising money for her wheelchair to be able to be Sammy Hot Wheels. So if you have not supported already, we're going to put that link in the GoFundMe. Sammy is an inspiration not only for hoopers everywhere, but everyone out here in the athlete community. So shout out, Sammy. We'll get you the GoFundMe and support a fantastic cause, that's for sure.
0: 100%, man. I I think that's the perfect charity for this week. Um, If you can pour your love into anybody, pour it into Sammy this week. You know, nope. uh, that's an amazing, amazing charity to to help out.
1: Nope. I agree. I agree. Especially the hoopers we've had on here. Uh, definitely. cool yeah. to see. Uh, Lastly, Luke, I want to chop in the Luke wheat mailbag of the week and we'll wrap us up on this fine Sunday. So the question today, what are the solutions to helping kids in the space
0: of mental health? Uh, there's two big solutions that I think um, I read about this week that, that, People smarter than me are going to help you out. You know, we're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. But there was a couple a couple of doctors that responded to this in the space of mental health. And I love their answers. The first one is get your kids involved in the community, right? Get them out playing sports. Get them involved in um, different aspects of the community and, and get them around people and other kids of their age. That's it's just massive. I think Jason touched on COVID today. And that was a big part of why a lot of people struggle was they didn't have a community to turn to. Um, and second off, you know, if you're an adult and if you're a coach, we talked about this last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago, um, implement system of mental health, um, support students. If you're an adult, talk to your athletic director, talk to your director of, um, sports direct, I'm trying to think of the word director of operations for your club team or for your travel ball team. Right. And get a tiered system in place of, okay, if a kid's struggling, this is the first step the second step and this is the third step we're going to go through to get um, to get this kid back to where they need to be mentally yeah I love
1: Jason's um, connection piece and making the effort piece uh, it was so well put and like I said earlier run that 30 seconds to a minute bag of him talking about the connection piece with people and how much that matters if you can make a connection or a little gesture or understand early on that the other people, the other people that you're working with, that the other person you're working with trust you,
0: man, is that a fantastic thing? 100%, man. We appreciate Jason today. And, and Pat, I appreciate you this morning, man. Hey man, it's a, it's a grind out here, but it's a grind that we
1: couldn't be more blessed to have this platform. And I say it a lot of the times, like uh, we're inspired by the guests and the listeners and everyone we interact with. So, Let's keep that going. And Luke, man, above else, man. Let's keep going, brother.
0: Keep going. Love you, buddy. Love you, bro. Peace.